Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. My guest today, Pradeep Sangha, is known as the mentor for men in business and helps men win in business and life. And his personal mission is to help men live more fulfilling lives, have passionate relationships, and raise happy families, right? Because isn't that what it's all about? He's an entrepreneur, a husband, and a father. And he knows exactly how tough it can be to balance a successful business with a happy family. I mean, this is the life we live in, and that's why him and I are are super connected. And he uses a system, a proprietary system, called the Winner's Formula to Help Men Win. And we're going to dig into that in a little bit. And really, it's a system developed using leadership, psychology, neuroscience, modern mindfulness to really align a man's life, which includes energy, mind, emotions, body, spirit, really all to create this exponential confidence, performance, vitality. Wealth, finding the time to do the things that are most important and fulfilling to you. And prior to creating his own firm, he was a successful executive of a multi-billion dollar organization. I mean, this man was in corporate America. He gets it, right? So he's not just coming out of nowhere. He's been there. He's been successful in business, and now he's doing his own thing. And, you know, him and I connected a few weeks ago, more than that. We actually connected, I think it was almost six weeks ago. So this isn't our first chat. So we've had a couple of conversations we connected on a man-to-man level. We talked life. We talked business. He had me on his show a couple of weeks ago, which I am super grateful for. Thank you for that. And I'm thrilled to have him on the show today to talk about everything, life, business, how to be a better man. Pradeep Sangha, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, Adam. How, how's it going, man? Thank you for having me on the show. Doing well. And I, and I recall on, on your, when I was on your show, you were standing, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I usually do stand on my own podcast. Today, I kind of felt like sitting down. I love that. And, and I, I don't have my own recording studio here, but I feel like when I finally get the studio and build the studio I want, I want to have like that boom mic and I could kind of have like that standing set up there and, and maybe move around a little bit more. Yeah. So let's, let's jump in. So my tribe, so my tribe who does not know you, why don't you give us a little bit of your origin story? Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got from where you were to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, you could say I was the typical kid, grew up in an immigrant family. My parents said, you know what, we don't want you to suffer, go to school. So I, I followed that academic path. I've gone to I've numerous business schools when it comes to that perspective. And then I got, you could say, caught in the corporate world. I got caught in the corporate trap. I was there for 14 years, worked my way up to being a successful executive. And my goal was to be a CEO of a major corporation. And I had done everything I could to get to that level. And I was well on my way. And then I was, you know, there's one day I just walked in and I quit. I was totally unhappy on paper. Everything looked like it was great. Had a great job, great money. I was traveling the world, had these cool, you know, I would get sports tickets and boxes yeah. and all that, you know, the fun stuff that you want to have. It was all there. Yeah, It was all there. And then, uh, and I had a gorgeous wife, I had a young child. Um, but I honestly wasn't fulfilled. I was you could say I was just living day to day on autopilot, doing the same old stuff over and over again. And I just said to myself, what am I doing? And my relationship with my wife was suffering. We were literally on the verge of divorce. 
And uh, I said, I have to change my life. I have to do something different. It was a big decision. I literally just walked into work and I quit because everybody around me, all the people around me, including my parents and other family members and friends were, you know, they were like, what are you doing? Like you have it all made. Are you crazy? They thought, they thought you, they thought you were crazy. So what was that aha moment? Like, do you remember, like, was it like you, you woke up, you rolled out of bed and you were like, no, 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 no. Like, this all seems like a fairy tale, but there's something not right. And there's pieces that are suffering. Take us back to that exact moment when that, when that click happened. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can remember it just like it was yesterday. So it was, I was literally sitting there and I spend a day every, every week and I take it out and it's, it's my own personal development day. So I just go and I spend probably six hours of reading books and, and doing different things. And during that day, I'd read books from different authors and it just literally hit me. It was like the perfect storm that just hit me. And I just sat there and I was just almost frozen to say, what am I doing in life? And that moment took me back to a time when I was seven or eight years old as a kid playing on the driveway with Hot Wheels, Hot Wheel cars. I remember that. Yep. It was so vivid and it was such an odd memory to have. But I, I sat there and I, I remember as a kid, I was thinking when I was playing, I was like, I want to be the CEO of my own company. And I want to be the CEO of a company that does good things for people. And I just, that just clicked for me and it was a perfect moment. And I just went to my wife and I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And she said, you have it in your eyes. You're not going to back down on this. I said, no. And so it was actually a couple of days later where I just walked in and I quit. And then I said, oh crap, what do I do now? Now, now what? Right. So let's talk, let's talk about that now. What? Like yeah. you, you had this moment and, and I've been there, man. It's, it's life. All these things, you're checking the boxes on so many things, but there's, there's major elements that are not being fulfilled. So talk about that mindset and that process into shifting where we are today, which we'll, we'll certainly dig into. Yeah, it was tough. It was definitely tough. And I feel for a lot of people out there that are on the verge of, you know, whether they want to quit their job or start their business or change their careers, it's a tough decision. I was literally, you could say, programmed and conditioned to be a certain way. As an executive, for example, I was meant, I was, you know, I had a certain persona I had to fill, right? I was known as the go-to guy for certain things. So when I came out, I had to rebuild myself. I had to say, who am I as Pradeep Sangha? And now I'm starting from scratch because in the world that I came from, I was known as a go-to guy. I had a reputation. Right. Um, and so I came out being, honestly, I felt like I was nothing, right? And coming into the coaching consulting space where we have big guys like Gary Vee and you know, Grant Cardone and those big guys. And I was just like, here I am, nowhere, yeah, right? I was zero. What's your foundation? What's your platform? What do you stand for? Yeah, exactly. So I had to literally just go back to my roots. You can say all the things that I learned growing up and all the things I truly believed in and the things that I, you know, I, I could say if I, you took all the money, everything out of it and I could do this forever. I said, what would I do? And what was that? What do you do best? I, that, that's what I did. And it's really helping people. It's, it's working with people to really help them change their lives. And what's great about, what's great about your story is, is that you have the credibility from a experienced perspective. You've been to the top of the mountain. You've had the discipline. You know what it's like in corporate America. And you also know what it's like to raise a family and to be in those relationships. You're in a position to give real advice. And I think that's the, the social credibility um, that we need. So Shifting into your work, specifically men's work, why did you decide to focus on men specifically? 
Wow. Uh, you know, this is, this is kind of a, a long-winded answer, but long story short, I see that men are suffering these days and they have been suffering for a long time. It just so happened that I had broken up with my, you could say, high school sweetheart uh, when I was early 20s and I was devastated. And I said, what makes relationships work? What makes guys tick? What makes women tick? Right. And I really started to study relationship psychology. I actually reached out to some of the top uh, relationship psychologists in the U.S., and they said, Pretty, you know, this, there's this whole dynamic that's happening with relationships with men and women. This is what you're going to see over the next couple of decades. And at that time, it sounded so strange. I said, no way. And they said, just watch. We're studying, we're researching, and it's actually a trend. Lo and behold, it actually started to happen where relationships where you know, divorce rate was skyrocketed. Right. Kids, there's over 50% of kids with growing up without fathers, for yeah, example, mm-hmm. multiple marriages. It's almost like a fad. You know, they said there's, there's going to be three stages of marriages that it's, and it's being driven a lot by women where it's, you know, the, the, the pre kids during the kids and after kids, when the kids are gone, who do I want to be married to? And so all of these start things started to shift and, for me, that was a big impetus. And I also seeing my father, you know, I could say this is the biggest reason because my father was a successful entrepreneur. He was there for me. He was, you know, he was a solid guy, an ex-police officer, uh, you know, had on paper again, had, had everything and it traveled, did all those things, but he wasn't fulfilled. There's times where I just looked at him and I knew, and he Something's would never missing. sit, but he would have nightmares in the middle of the night and I could wow. hear him screaming and stuff like something inside That's of him, crazy. like his own demons that, that just he wasn't happy truly happy inside and for for me that was the big thing and i said you know what if my father had a role model or had a mentor that had the knowledge and skills that i had what would his life be like what how would it have changed that's what drives me today yeah that's interesting and i've been getting into some men's work over the last year or two as well i've been to a couple of retreats and we've learned the framework that there's four archetypes within every man it's the king the warrior the magician and the lover. And it's about figuring out how to harness each one of them at the right time to apply their magic, um, you know, in your life. So talk to me a little bit deeper about that men's work that you're doing. What kind of training have you went through? What kind of research are you doing? And two part question. And how are you applying that to your, your coaching program with men? Yeah, it's really, um, it really started back when I was in high school. I, that's when neuroscience was actually starting to be a topic. No one really talked about it, but the research was starting to come out. And that's when I started taking a look at, okay, how does the brain work? And started taking a look at the psychology behind it too, because I had, you could say a unique gift when I was, when I was in high school, I had a photographic memory. Oh, I wow. Had, yeah. yeah. You still have it? Um, to a degree, if I really focus on it, yes, it's not it's too many distractions now in life that kind of take, I mean, not to get too deep into that. Cause that's, that's a whole other podcast, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had this gift because I, I started studying the speed reading, all of these brain tactics at that time, memorization, um, when it comes to learning, how does your brain actually learn? So you could say, I, I developed this op- this ability to do things that other kids didn't have the ability to do. Uh, and I'll just give you a prime example. I would go in, I just caught my teacher once, was marking my test and he wasn't even, he wasn't even he, looking at it. He just gave me a score. And I said, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that's totally unfair. He said, you want me to waste my time marking your test? And I said, yeah. And so he said, okay, fine, just stand here. So he went through, marked it all. He's like, what do you think you got? I said, well, I don't know. He said, well, there you go. There's your score. That's exactly what I was giving you at the beginning. It was, it was a perfect score. He said, I've marked your test throughout the years. And so this all came. And again, I, you know, it, was, it wasn't the gift of me internally. It was a gift of stumbling upon neuroscience at that time. Wow. 
yeah, and insightful so, back then, and then you built on that. Yeah, and it was really interesting. So I, I started studying that, and then when I got into the corporate world, leadership psychology was a big component um, because I, I started to be a leader. I, I basically, I managed 50 people when I was age 15, when I was managing uh, an orchard at that time, and, and everybody's working in different perspectives. So I had to see what makes- So you were at 15, you were building that leadership foundation. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. So you, so what's interesting about that, just to pause on that and unpack that for a second there, Early, early on, you were experiencing the, the, the trials, tribulations, test and fail, test and learn, optimize of how to be a leader. So yes. you had that foundation. So a lot of people, when they come into the workforce, it's not until four or five years in when they start to gain managerial skills. And I'm just going to guess here, but I think that's a strong pillar to your personal success. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things. And I used to be known as a guy that blew things up because I would do things that no one really had the guts to do. But I just kind of had a knack for doing it. I'd studied again during the academic path. And then also mindfulness because I grew up in, you know, those are the three pillars that I really work on the neuroscience, leadership, psychology, and mindfulness. Because I grew up on an orchard. I grew up in, you know, the simplest things for me were so enjoyable. And I, I just look at people today and I say, wow, like, you know, I, I just don't know what makes you tick because I would literally go for walks for hours throughout the orchard and just watch literally the trees bloom and the trees grow and the fruit grow. And for me, that was joy. And that's how I grew up. And I love it, man. I, I love it. That's, that's, that's awesome. So I want to dig into to, to the men's stuff. It's interesting because I've been thinking a lot about this too in, in my personal life. And you and I discussed my yep. journey. And we don't need to unpack that right now. But, you know, for me, it was really, you know, when I, when I, when I, after I had my first kid, when things really started to click in for me, well, what's important in life, right? And we talk about, you know, legacy a lot. And we talk about why we're here and things really shift once you start to have kids or even, you know, as you get older into those relationships. Um, and men go through a lot of stress. I mean, we talked about it too. I, I had a little bit of a meltdown after my second kid was born because it was a, a big time gap between my first two kids. So getting back into baby mode was tough. I was trying to build my business. It was a year in. Um, so let's talk about some struggles that men are having in the workplace that are trickling into their personal life. And what are some of those common problems? And how do you work with men to really help them be at their optimal peak performance? Mm -hmm. Great question. So what's happening right now is just overall, and this is impacting the workforce, is men are, have really poor role models as a whole in terms of key leadership roles. What is it, you know, what does a real man look like these days? And that's why I say they don't ma make men like they used to. Yeah. <laughs> And the so reason, who, are, who are role models these days? Yeah, it's really interesting. We have people, and I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on your, on you your show here, but we have people like Trump out there that I would say are the poorest, you know, he's, a, he's the absolute representation of what a man should not be like. I agree on and the record. He, and he is causing so much havoc, not only within America, but throughout the world. And the interesting thing is there's two things that are happening. There's people that are following him and saying, this is how we should be as men. And then there's people saying no. And that's the movement. And that's a train that I've started in terms of, okay, we got to get, we got to get real men into power here. What's happening in the corporate world now is, you know, as a result of people like Trump, there's the me too movement. There's all those other movements that have happened that I'm on board with when it comes to equality, women have been suppressed. They have been treated very badly for thousands of years. But what's happened now is that men are afraid to be men. Yeah. We're scared. There's too many liabilities these days. Exactly. Being strong, like like it look, it's almost looked down upon to be to be an alpha male, right? 
to be that strong alpha male, but that's okay as long as you're doing it respectfully and you're not being disrespectful to women and, and you know, treating everybody, treating everybody equally. Yeah, exactly. So getting, so getting back to the, root of, to, to the root of that problem, I mean, is it too many responsibilities that men have? Are there too many, you know, stokes in the fire? Like where, where, where's the problem and how do you fix it? Well, the first problem is not having the right role models. As I said, over 50% of kids are growing up without fathers, full-time fathers, right? So that is the most important thing. So having the right role models, being a, a man and having, having a mentor. So every man should have a mentor in their life Yep. and having the right mentor. So that, that's a big one. A lot of guys don't because they don't want to. If I was to say what is a core problem is A, the lack of leadership in terms of role models, but B, men not acknowledging and actually openly admitting that they're having a challenge. I was just going to go there and I knew we were going in that direction. I think it comes down to vulnerability, which is a hard thing for a man to do, to break down and say, I need help. Yeah. Or they don't know who to turn to. I mean, I'm blessed and, and I'm assuming you're like, I have a very large network of, of friends and, and older male role models that I've been able to tap into and also open up my own vulnerability over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it's, the world has opened up to me. Yeah. In so many ways, once you open up your heart and share, like you let other people in and that's the energy that you put out there. Um, so let's talk a little bit. I think we're going down this road about like, how do you fix that? So you talk a lot about daily habits and, and yeah. talking and digging into daily habits. So let's unpack that a little bit because you say that daily habits are a direct reflection. Who you associate with and how you spend your time is a direct reflection of your daily habits. How do you determine what's working and what's not working with your clients? Oh, how do I determine what's working? They, they tell me what's working and what's not working. So if, if whatever their goal is in terms of changing their life, whether that's making more money or having a better relationship, they know it's not working. But more importantly, they, it's about how they feel. That is ultimately the measure. And so people ask, you know, what, is, what does success mean? And, you know, everybody has a different definition of success, yep. but it's really, we live this life once. And so it's, I really ask people, how alive do you feel? And that is one of the most important questions because we don't ask ourselves that very often. You know, how alive do I feel today? And how do you quantify that? I mean, well, how, what's like a typical answer? So if I ask you how, pretty, how, how alive do you feel right now at this very moment? Yeah. Well, there's three areas and those are the ones that we focus on. We focus on the thoughts. So how consistent are your thoughts with how you want to be thinking? Your emotions. So are you feeling those emotions that you want to feel, right? And so you have to identify them and then actually live to those every day. And the third one is your energy. And that is probably the most vital because we as human beings, as, as life beings, we all have energy. We run off energy and we can actually create energy. Yep. Now, our ability, and this is why I say to people, Time is not your most important asset, it's your energy. Because you can have an hour to do something. If you don't have the right energy to use it effectively, you will not. And so your Spot life on. energy is so important. And so if you feel like, you know, you might have the thoughts, I'm a winner today and I'm going to kick butt. But if your life energy isn't portraying that, if you're not feeling the emotions, you're not on the right track. So a lot of the measures that I have outside of, okay, the tangibles in terms of how much money or sales or whatever that is, is really internal feelings. Dude, I love it, man. And it's like, for me, it's, it's my, it's my tenacity meter. It's something that I always kind of, kind of go back to what's feeding that tenacity. Is that tenacity arrow still projecting up? Mm -hmm. And am I feeding it with the right energy? Am I feeling good? Is everything aligned with family and, and all my goals? And that's how I track it for myself. Yeah. So let's talk about the winner's formula. Yep. 
Yeah, well, tell us, let's unpack that a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about the winner's formula at a high level um, and what your purpose is with that. Yeah, so the winner's formula is really, you know, over the years, what I've done is taken a look at those three areas, mindfulness, neuroscience, psych- leadership, psychology. And through my experience in working with myself and working with individuals, because I was a personal trainer at the age of 17 as well. And so all of that experience, I took a look and said, what are the key components that really have the biggest impact on people? So for, uh, you know, I'll break it up high level. It's really your thoughts, your emotions, and your energy. Those are the three buckets. And let's just take a look at your energy, for example. We'll just, we'll just kind of break that down. But there's three main areas. One of them is your ability to be here and now. So where are you actually putting your thoughts and your emotions? Most people are always thinking about the future or the past. When you do that, people don't realize that you've actually diluted your energy. You've absolutely diluted your energy every time you think about the past or the future. Now you need to because you have happy memories about the past. You're future goal-oriented, especially if you're an entrepreneur or go-getter or career-oriented person. But you have to do those at specific times because most people are constantly thinking about the future or the past. And they're not here in this moment. And when you do that, that takes energy away. It actually physically, we can talk about the quantum physics around that. That's fascinating too. And it's interesting because I, I do spend a lot, personally, I spend a lot of time thinking about the past in, in many ways. I think about um, mistakes I've made. I think about successes. I think about how far I've come. And I use a lot of that as the energy to project me forward. And I've personally spent a lot of time dwelling too much in the past. Mm. And my big dynamic shift was, was changing that thought process and yes. saying, Pat, you can't change. It's so cliche, but it's true. You can't change the past, put the, ener- put the energy um, to the future. And once you change that mindset, man, things will definitely start to click in. So something yeah. I want to talk about, um, which you probably work with a lot of your clients on is burnout. Mm-hmm. And there's a mentality among in certain groups of men where like, it's that hustle mentality, always on, always working your ass off, you know, in the office, up 5 a.m. in the gym, working your ass off till, till midnight and rinse, wash, repeat all the time because that's the work that you got to put in. And there's groups of people that preach that. Um, let's talk about burnout and balance from your perspective. Yeah, so let's talk about what burnout is. Yes. Ultimately, it's a simple firm formula. Energy expended is more than energy that's actually coming out or coming in. That's essentially what it is. You're spending more energy than you're actually taking in or recharging yourself. And that's why I focus so much on energy because your thoughts, your emotions have a big component on your energy. So anytime you're not aligned in your thoughts, your emotions, your energy will be off and you will eventually burn out. It's not a matter of, you know, if it's just when. So really sitting back and recalibrating that and actually taking a look and saying, okay, what are the things in my life that take away my energy? Because there's things that you have to expend your energy on. Like you have to go to work, you have to work. But things like, do you have to hang around those people that just drain your energy? Right. Do you have to spend time with problem employees all the time? Because, you know, again, same thing. If you have problem employees, they drain your energy and other employees' energies. Leeches. You have to understand that. And there's a point where you have to cut that off. And so burnout is very, and it's more common now. It's becoming more and more evident because more people don't understand it. And the biggest cause is really stress, right? And the the cause of stress is thinking about the future too consistently and feeling like you can't do much about it or whatever you're doing is not helping you overcome that. That's what really causes burnout. Most people don't burn out because what they're doing is working. Most people are burning out because what they're doing is not working. Interesting. 
So oh, is it is it a self-imposed problem or is it a corporate America, a corporate world problem where like expectations are too high versus resources available? Um, you know, men really trying to be that provider and keeping up with the Joneses and all that kind of mentality? Uh, it's all of the above. We have a social context now where it's not okay to have an average life. We have social media that's promoting that. We have influencers saying, right. you know, it's easy to create millions of dollars. We have false profits, man. False, exactly. False profits. We have uh, our natural instinct as men because we have that natural hierarchy to win. It's interesting. I was taking a look at a study of baboons and, and they say, you know, there's baboons that have great lives and then there's baboons that don't. And those are the ones that are at the bottom of the totem pole. They get beat up badly and they don't get beat up just because of being on the bottom of the totem pole. It's not other people doing it. They've measured actually their mental states. And it's, their, it's what they're, they're trying to become. They're trying to increase or change their hierarchy in the system, and they can't. That, that's what causes them more stress. So the stress is what's killing them. Exactly. Oh, that's and insane. If, if you take a look at what's happening right now, 80% in developed countries, 80%, let's just say in the U.S. and Canada, of the, case, the medical cases that come in are stress-related. I mean, I mean, we're not going to go down the mental health path here, but yeah. like it's, it's all contributing. And I think it ultimately, we have to be responsible for ourselves, but I think we also have to look out for our fellow man and brother, right? We yes. have to look out. We have to know those signs. Just real quick, I want to wrap up this, this part of the segment here. What are a couple of signs for us to look to in our friends and our coworkers for burnout and stress where it might be really hitting that, that red line when it's getting real dangerous? Well, what, with, withdrawal is a big one. And, and you're going to see this if you know you want to go out with the buddies and the person constantly says, hey, look, I got work to do. I can't. I got to do this. Right? I got to catch up with this. That's a big one. That is a big flag. And you'll see that they'll actually start withdrawing from their family, for example, as well. Their personality changes, right? They're just not the same person. Those are key signs. You know when a person is not normal. Yeah. And, and these, are, these are awesome. And I'm going to have a couple of guests on in the, in the actually this will come on after that. There's a, there's a guest coming up um, that you guys will hear soon that we really dig into that. So let, let's, let's bring it home here. Um, let's, real, let's talk about your podcast real quick. And for my listeners out there, um, I was on Pradeep's show a few weeks ago, and that's going to air soon. I'm not sure when this show is going to drop. It'll probably be in the kind of back to the future kind of mentality. <laughs> so it might have happened already. But tell us a little bit about your show, what your mission is, what, what the word you want to put out there is. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the Male Entrepreneur Podcast. It's actually a podcast for men who win. That's the name of the podcast. Uh, and really, we talk about all the stuff that guys have in their mind, but don't openly say and don't openly share. So it is a forum. It's a conversational forum where we just talk about everyday stuff that guys are challenged with, whether it comes you know, with the sex, relationships, money, you name it. That's what we talk about. The mission is ultimately to help men win in life and whether that's part of their business or their personal life, that is really what it is, right? My hashtag is hashtag men who win. Love it. And, and that's ultimately what it is. I want people to live fulfilling lives. I want people to be happy. I want people to be the person that they want to be because ultimately as men, that is more important than anything that we have in life. And so if they think they feel and they act that way, that for me is my mission ultimately at the end of the day. Fuck yeah, man. That's great. <laughs> What does the word authentic mean to you? Oh, wow. Well, it's say if you get deep and you got to find out who you are inside and forget about authentic to me means shutting out everything else outside of your world or outside of you internally, your parents, 
your spouse, your children, your work, and saying, who am I inside? That to me is being authentic. Being true to yourself, man. And this is an interesting question. I'm very curious because I, the more we talk, the more I get to know you, man, the more, the more I feel we're, we're connected and we're meant to be in this world together. Awesome. What is the single best piece of advice that you've ever received that you've taken action on and that you really, you know, you've taken to heart and something that you incorporate every single day? Oh, okay. This would be from my grandfather. Um, my grandfather was in the British Indian army. This is when, when I say God, they don't make guys like they used to. He was one of those guys. And so he taught me as a young child, he said, or as a young boy, he said, Pradeep, your word is your bond, first of all. And secondly, people can take away anything else from your life. They can take away your money. They can even take away your education. They can take people in your family away from you. They can take the shirt off your back. The one thing they cannot take from you is your values. And that for you as a boy to be a man is what you need to focus on. So to me, that's why I live by day in and day out. What are my values? Because when I am aligned with my values, when I live to my values, I don't give a crap if I have a crappy day, if my house burns down, if I lose a bunch of sales, my business crashes, it's because I'm being who I want to be. Just pause in there for a minute, man. And what's, what's your legacy? What's the legacy you want to leave behind for your family and your kids? Well, I, my legacy, I really want to raise two kids that contribute to the world. And it's really about making this world a better place. I think that is my biggest legacy. If I can help these children be better people, then it'll have an exponential impact on top of the work that I do with men, because I'm a firm believer that we, we create one more leader in this world. And it, that trickle effect, it's like that butterfly effect. It will continue for decades. It's crazy that you said that. That is almost verbatim my response when people ask me about legacy. For me, again, it's my legacy are the two children I created that I know for a fact right now at age seven and one are going to be better for this world than my wife and I because we've instilled our values and they're building upon it. I can even see it in their eyes right now that these these two amazing creatures are just gonna they're gonna make shit happen and just be awesome <laughs> uh, humans. Pretty. That's a what what's your superpower man like not like you want to fly through fly like superman or you know be invisible or anything but what do you what do you do better than anybody in this universe man what do i do better than anybody in this universe i would say i'm really good at identifying the problem the root cause that for me because most people and i, and I learned this very interesting um from from japanese folks because they say anybody can solve a problem but it takes a real skill to solve the right problem and so that for me is what I do. And that's the work that I do with men, with anybody around me. I really dig deep and pull out the root cause. Cause if we can find that root cause and change it, man, it's a ripple effect. It's like breaking the dam, right? You, you blow it. the dam up. It just flows. You got it. You got to go deeper than the surface. And last question here, and we'll wrap it up. And, and I ask every guest on the show when you're not having a good day, business is not going well. All everything is just falling apart around you. And on the other side of that, when you're having an amazing day, an amazing week, and things are going awesome, everything is clicking, everything's good. What do you look up to for gratitude? What do you look to to pull you up when you're down? What do you look to to thankful, to be thankful for? What is your North Star? It's that I'm alive, that I have a breath. And so anytime I'm feeling down, I can, I, I can tell my, my breathing is shallow. It's not deep. So just deep breathing, man, I'm telling you, that's the one thing I, I learned with my father passing away is 
at least I'm alive today. So that's what I look to every single moment that brings me down. Awesome. Pradeep, thank you. And closing thoughts here. So often in this era of Me Too, sometimes we forget about the good guys, literally. The good men that go to work every day and create a secure home and place for their families today, tomorrow, for them and everyone around them. And I know firsthand what hard work and stress that is. And not everyone handles it the same. And Pradeep is on a mission to help his fellow man identify and create solutions and tactics that work. He's the real deal. Trust me here, people. And he says, quote, results are a lagging determination of your past activities. Men get stuck not because of the what, but because of the how. You know what you need to do, but doing it consistently is a challenge. And it's a challenge because you have an internal misalignment between your thoughts, your emotions, and your energy. And you guys have heard me say this before. It's too easy to do something when you're not aligned. It's tough to do it when you aren't. Like, this is tough. And be open and be vulnerable and ask for help. And this is his mission. This is his purpose. And we need more men like you, Pradeep, out there. And I appreciate you being a new solid connection of mine. And I look forward to building our relationship and continued synergy. Pradeep, where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? Hey, thanks, Adam. First of all, thank you for having me on the show and allowing me to share my message. Uh, and simply, people can go to pradeepsanga.com and mailpodcast.com. And if you reach out to me, I, I actually come back and I contact you personally myself. That's awesome. Dude, thanks for coming on the show. I, I can't wait for this one to drop. I think that people are going to listen to it multiple times and just let it sink in, man. There's some good stuff here, and I hope it inspires everybody. You know, if you are a man, even if you're a woman, right, and, and you're going through something and you're going for stress, ask for help. There's so many resources out there. And, you know, just be mindful of who you're reaching out to. Do your research. Do your due diligence. Pradeep, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Adam. Awesome. And to everyone listening, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. I will have all of Pradeep's links below. Um, all of our social media links, you know where they are. I appreciate you listening, subscribing, contacting, and staying connected. And remember, take your online offline. Thanks for joining us and catch us next week for another amazing episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www dot nhptalentgroup.com dot com.